Welcome to North Georgia Business Radio X. I'm Bo Henderson here with Dr. Bill Lampton. How you doing, Dr. Bill? Uh, just great. Always a pleasure to be with my radio sidekick, Bo Henderson. Well, let's talk. You know, we talk a lot about business and entrepreneurs, and there's a lot of good things that are exciting that we can learn and we can do, but it's also can be hard. Yes. It's not necessarily the easiest choice to make. No, and, and I think every one of our guests has... has echoed that, has said the same thing. That, And, and it reminds me of an old saying that I like so much, and I don't even know where it came from. I wish it had been original with me, but the saying is, everything lo- done by an expert looks easy. There you go, with, with a little time. And that's another thing I notice with businesses. A lot of times when we see that person that's where we think we want to be, there's a 10, 20, 30-year history to get there behind it. But one of the things I love, and I thought we'd talk, talk about just a minute, is what I love about business is there's been so many life lessons, personal life lessons I've learned or had to learn or was forced to learn by running businesses over the year. And I just one of them I was going to talk about, and you'll you'll appreciate this one, Bill, is I've had to learn how to communicate better. Yes, Bo, that that is the key. You remember my favorite saying from Daniel Webster: "If I were to lose all of my possessions except one, I would keep the power of communication." far by it, I would soon regain all of the rest. You could get them all back. And, and that kind of ties into another. What about the idea of teamwork? You have to, if you're in a business there's, and there's multiple people moving parts, you've got somewhat of a hierarchy in some situations or just departments, you've got to learn how to work together. I think that's one of the great uh, contributions that Stephen Covey made in his books, where he talked about creating win-win. And many business experts talk about don't create silos in your business where you've got this little group here and this little group over here. And they, they might all be talented, and they might accomplish something individually, but they can accomplish much more in teamwork. Right. And, you know, I think that leads to another idea. And, and for me, I think it's very hard to be a better business person if you're not just a, becoming a better person overall. So I think there's a personal development component to being successful in a business, kind of sharpen the saw, so to speak. Yes, and sharpen the saw, of course, was um, one of the things Stephen Covey talked about. I, I remember him quoting Abraham Lincoln, and Abraham Lincoln, according to Covey, said, if I had five hours to cut down a tree, I would use three of them sharpening the saw. That's right. Make it easier to cut down the tree. Now, our guest today, Bill, I'm excited. He might have some other insights about lessons learned from business. He's done a lot of business here in this community, so let's bring him in. Lane Jones. Lane Jones says on his LinkedIn page that he's retired and ready to enjoy life and family. Not bad. Well, you know what? I see Lane around a lot, so he's the busiest retired person I think I've seen. Yes, he is. <laughs> Lane, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, and I appreciate you inviting me to it. Lane, I was looking at your LinkedIn page where I saw that quote, and I noticed over your career, you've worked with CMC Stereo, White Construction, Lanier Business Products, Royal Cup Coffee, and then for yourself, really, and your customers, of course, with Highland Mountain Beverage Services. You've You've had a varied career, and one of the points I'd like to hear you talk about, you worked for the other guy a good bit, and then you became your own boss. Let's 
have you expand on that a little bit? What are what are the major differences and challenges and opportunities? Bill, I started out uh, in college. I knew I wanted to work for myself. I had a paper route when I was a kid. I cut grass. I cleaned out gutters. And I just knew I wanted to be in business. So uh, while I was working for these other companies, I was sizing them up and seeing if I wanted to be in that type of business. And um, I finally just decided with the, the coffee business that I could do that and the route work wouldn't be the big startup costs and everything. So I got into that business. But, you know, when you get into business, I, I thought I'd be making a profit. Hmm. Uh, my first year, I made $19,000. And my um, accountant told me that. He said, I got news, you made $19,000. And I said, where is it? <laughs> I put it all back in the business. What happened to it? That's right. It, the business aided. I never, I never took a salary. And so uh, that's one, one thing that you miss and is not getting a salary. You miss vacations. You miss sick leave. Benefits. You, that's right. Benefits. You have, to, you have to do it. You have to work. I mean, you're expected to, to take care of the customers. And while you're a one-man show, like I was for two years, you have to go in when you're sick and, and work through vacations and, and all that kind of good stuff. So that's I, I really like working for myself, but I like the benefits of working for somebody else. So there's a trade-off there. You're talking about uh, all the different things that you have to do when you're working for yourself and the dedication you have to have, as you said, if you're sick or if it's a day that you'd rather do something else. But that's a choice you make when you become your own boss. You have to be your boss, not just your friend. That's right. Exactly. And that was... um at first, hard to stomach, but as I started gaining employees, gaining business, I started realizing that, you know, it's it's good. At first, I was kind of hesitant because I was in this in, in, in every way possible, but I would not fail. That was my guarantee to myself. I would not fail at this business. Uh, I tried vending, stepped into it, decided to get out of it because I wasn't good at that. But uh, anyway, we went uh, from coffee uh, office coffee, service in office is with coffee, uh, to bottled water in 89. I started getting into it a little earlier, but I was just hesitant because the numbers didn't work out quite right. But uh, we got into bottled water, and uh, it was the right time to get into bottled water, and we amassed a huge amount of customers, a huge amount of territory, and uh, it just, it, it was hard to grow. We were growing too fast for what I could do. So I had to hold off, and that's a shame. I was never a very good business forecaster. I remember when people first started talking about bottled water, I said, bottled water? Who would need that? We got water fountains everywhere. Right, right. Well, I started, I I would see, I'd go into customers' offices, and they would be, uh, have um, rusty water, rusty Mm -hmm. pipes, old water, old pipes. And uh, I saw a need for, filtration or bottled water so i chose bottled water and uh it worked out um so anyway that was good and we've each got a bottle of water before us right now oh that's right and i'm glad because my, my mouth's getting kind of dry but uh what you got Bob? well no that so tell me a little bit more about that business so you were you were working on you were distributing water to businesses 
right business and, and residential okay. customers. Okay. We had about 16% residential customers, and uh, the rest was business. And um, we had, we had, you know, I'm talking, sometimes I talk like it's still my business because it is a part of me. Sure. And uh, we, we've had a lot of customers, and uh, that's just great to, to have good customers and, you know, that pay well and all that kind of stuff, so. Right, very good. So, so big. What, what would you say, Lane? As we talk about, you know, kind of in the beginning, we we're talking about things that have come up, things that we've learned. Biggest lesson learned in kind of the entrepreneur entrepreneurial journey you've been on. Just to stick with it, right. and um, it's a way to create wealth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're on your own. You, you you do business, and you can afford, and you start, and you take the jump to to buy a building instead of renting. And then you take another jump to buy another building because you've outgrown it, and uh, it becomes rental property, and uh, that's a nice thing to have when 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 the, when the end is, or the end of your business journey is near. Uh, no, I think so. I think, and one of those it comes back to a risk tolerance, right? It's, I think, working for somebody, and we talked about this. It's a little less risky to have a paycheck for twenty, thirty years. It's right. not as volatile, but and that's why there's such a high failure rate, I believe, in business ownership right, right. is that that period of time, it is not necessarily fun, and it is hard. It is hard work. And, and like I say, when when we started the bottled water business, we had limited funds. And so we, when you buy, when you get a customer, you have to buy the, the equipment. Mm. You have to furnish your receivables. And all that comes out of pocket, the bottle and the bottles. And that all, all that comes out of pocket, so it's difficult to uh, – um, to grow when when you come from meager right. background and uh, toward the end with the great recession we weren't doing too well it was hard it was tough um i wondered whether we we're going to make it or not but uh opportunities started coming up there are smaller businesses that uh, that, that we than we were that i bought i think over the the period of time from from beginning to end about nine nine companies okay enrolled their business into ours and continued all under the same roof and that's what helped us to grow it's just hard to go out and get new business these days i was gonna say you brought up a great point too is that when things are bad or when things are tough a recession Mm -hmm. a pullback there's always usually an opportunity for somebody out there when that happens when it's tough for a lot of people there's usually an opportunity it sounds like you kind of found those with other other businesses by 2010 we were we were finding other companies that were ready to get rid of their business nice. and uh so it intrigues me that you say that 16 percent of your bottled water customers were residential i uh, do you mean they they had it delivered to their homes oh yeah uh, they uh, we delivered to our residentials were our customers uh, who we delivered to their homes uh, we put it around the backyard on the back porch or the back deck or in the basement we tried to accommodate everybody like the old mm-hmm. milkman delivery from all those years ago. That's true. But it's hard to do that. It's hard to do that. Uh, UPS finds, I guess, it more difficult to, to deliver to uh, residential customers. So they charge more for residential customers. Okay. But we, we, we did not charge more for residential customers. So anyway. And you talk about uh, some of the early work you did as, as a kid. One of my early jobs was delivering laundry and and i would i remember i would uh, 
do that four nights a week, two nights a week. I would pick up laundry, and then I would deliver the cleaned laundry the other two nights, and you run into barking dogs. and <laughs> right, right. That's right. <laughs> all kinds of hazards that uh, you wouldn't expect. I remember, and this was a lot of years ago, but I remember one customer had a, what I considered must be a very ferocious dog. I started dreading him about two blocks away every time. Oh, yeah, I understand. We've had those. We sure have. You learn the spot. Now, something that's that's interesting to me, or I'm curious about, so the business, we've heard it today, is still part of you. Oh, yeah. That it was. But So what, what was that transition into, we're calling it retirement now, what was that transition like and what does that look like as far as being involved, not involved, staying in touch? I still try to stay in touch with the chamber. Uh, I do some things with the chamber. Uh, I've got other activities, like I've worked with SCORE for three years. Um, I've worked with IT and Lanier uh, as an advisor and uh, volunteer for them for as a driver. Uh, IT and Lanier is Independent Transportation Network, which helps older folks oh, nice. that can't drive get to places. And we're less expensive than a, a cab, so and, and it's door through door. But um, anyway, that plus when I when the last day I worked, it was there was a transition. Mm-hmm. Uh, just as far as um, me having to do something, I always got up at five o'clock, <laughs> five fifteen. And uh, but when you don't have anything to do, you you manufacture stuff. So I was I've always gotten out of the house in the mornings, regardless. Now, and and it's so good because in the in the retirement planning role that I do, what I've found a lot of scenarios that's not talked about where people they do something thirty or forty years. And I've literally seen severe depression, loss of identity. Divo- I mean, relationships blow up because now it's like, what do I do? I don't have my routine. I don't have so. So I'm proud to hear that you just got up the next day and got busy doing yeah, something. That's right. Uh, I can't stay around the house. I come home around noon or one o'clock and uh, and just take it easy and do things around the house. But uh, I just have to get out. It's one of those things that uh, that you know helps keep me sane. I guess. Well, let's talk about this too. So we recently saw, we all saw each other at a chamber event, right? And and there's a networking. So I was going to ask you, what what is it with the networking? Is it just, is it staying involved in the community? Is it is it relationships? All of the above, kind of? Because I know you're real active out there. It's all of the above. Um, just keeping up with what's going on in the neighborhood and um, and the relationships that you do build. There's it, just um, unbelievable. It's like um, Al Tremblay, who has. Um, uh, the rainmakers. Yeah, rainmakers. Right. Uh, he talked to us or talked to me at a uh, at a chamber function, and I said, "Well, why don't you come talk to us? We needed a good uh, web guy, and Al was everything that we wanted plus." Right. And so uh, it, he did our business a service, and I, we, you know, just relationships like that that um, really help you out. Right. One of the things that I find so commendable in you, Lane, is that you're a lifelong learner. Bo, I don't know if you know it, but he's a graduate of the Terry College of Business at UGA. So oh, we got, really? yeah. got got three bulldogs the here. bulldog. Good. And you've been learning ever since. You, That's you, right. You mentioned to me at one point that you have probably read hundreds of business books. That's true. Um, I, I just have a insatiable uh, want to read books about business and uh, and some other things but uh business has been my life and it's been tough 
and uh, just trying to learn how to do it better. And one good idea can be a game changer. Oh, it can. You know, sure that, can. That, that's why one of those events we go to or a, a book, you never know what you right. can pull that one that's good right. idea. Well, one of, the, one of the questions I had, Lane, is one of the things I see that can be tough is, is translating experience to new entrepreneurs. And it's hard to go, it's hard to go just to, to business school, learn it in a book, and then go apply that. So if we have people out there listening that are maybe newer in business or starting a business, any, um, a tip or two about, hey, here's a couple of things I would want you to have top of mind as you're going down this journey. Yeah, um, one thing that um, when I started business, I went to a SCORE meeting. And it was entitled, um, So You Want to Be in Business. And they, they looked at things that, that I didn't want to hear. They looked at really hard work and, and stuff like that. And that's one of the things that you're going to have to do. Hard work. Uh, we started on $10,000. And that was our total investment in the business. And uh, that's all we could afford, or my wife and I. Right. And so that was tough, shoestring. And so I worked at convenience stores and stuff like that just to, to make ends meet and you you have to know what you want you have to set goals and you have to keep your mi- mind on those goals and then and then achieve them and like, then need to be good goals right and so take it a step at a time right move forward. i know we've all heard and including our listeners have probably all heard this but it's worth repeating the only place that success becomes before work, the only place that success comes before work is in the dictionary. <laughs> Pretty good. That's true. Uh, I, I, I couldn't deny that. Uh, you really have to put in some work. Um, a lot of, a lot of, in mentoring, I ran across people that, um, that had great ideas, or I thought they were great ideas, but they didn't have the money to finance those ideas. And it's hard to get a bank to, to finance the ideas. Um, in fact, they won't finance it unless you have uh, some collateral to put up. Right. And um, that's, how do you say, that's the way, that's just life in, in business. But uh, it's, it's a shame that some people can't do it because they don't have a, uh, an input as far as uh, money goes. Right, and it's tough. It's, it's probably when you need the money the most. Right, exactly, going. exactly. But you don't have the, the track record necessarily to fit the box. Right, and um, going back to when we bought all these companies, mm-hmm. um, we were fortunate early on to buy Coca-Cola's business, their office coffee business. They had one uh, back in the 90s. Nice. And that, that got me over the hump. And you understand what I mean, getting over the hump. Oh, yes. When you finally make a profit. I mean, that that you can that you you see you see the paycheck and uh but that's a good thing but later on we we uh, i had the building had equity in the building so i could borrow that equity to buy a company and then pay it back in within uh, a few months or a year and that was a, a fantastic um aid to me is to have a, have something like the, like the building to to use as collateral i would suppose sometime during your career you had to learn and operate management skills 
<laughs> yes, I did. That's something they, they teach you in college, right, Bill? Uh, yeah, and it really goes by the book, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Put but you, you develop them. You take courses. You read books. And as you grow, you do have to have these skills. You have to have more skills than, than you know. And uh, But uh, it, 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 it kind of evolves into that. Uh, if you're a businessman, a businesswoman, it involves into that. And so, anyway, I don't know what else to say. Well, I've, I've always thought that one of the – it looks like a very short distance, but it's a long distance, and that is from this side of the management desk when right. you're looking at it and you see other people do it and you say, that's what I want to do. It looks like a very short leap to do that. But then when you take that step, you find out – You've taken a very large leap in the way of the responsibilities, the decisions, the headaches, the um, challenges. It's, it's, we're talking about business not being easy. Maybe managing ourselves is a heck of a lot easier than managing other people. Right. Well, and it can be easier to understand ourselves. I think that's the real art is understanding everybody's different. Everybody sees the world through my eyes, and that's the art is knowing. That's right. This is how we handle this. And this person's so different from me, but he might be the exact person I need in this role because right. he's so different from right. me. And there's there's a lot of nuance to that. Right. And uh, you have to hire people, and unfortunately you have to, to fire people, and that's mm. the toughest thing that uh, I had to do in business, I believe. Well, here, so this is another curious question, Lane, as we're talking, is so – Still got a lot of, lot of good years ahead of you. Right. So anything curious, anything new, what's coming up for Lane <laughs> the next 10 years? Um, I, I'm just going to be doing the same thing I'm doing. Okay. Um, I enjoy that. We do, we've been out to, uh, we went on a uh, uh, cruise in to, uh, from Belgium to uh, Germany to France. Enjoyed that. And then we went to Dublin this year. So we, and we're going to go on another cruise um, in November. And so we're just enjoying that kind of thing. This so. guy's just cruising along. He is cruising, yeah, cruising yeah, through retirement. Yeah, I like yeah. it. Well, I do consider you um, a business mentor in our community. So somebody out there listening, again, any any feedback or thoughts about just the business community here in North Georgia? Would you just like to say a few words? Because I know you're really ingrained there. It's a great community. I mean, you'll hear people say that, but it truly is. It's all, it's all in this, like WDUN services this area. It's just kind of a microcosm of the whole state or the whole nation and uh, it's a good place to be in business uh when i started the business i lived in monroe louisiana trying to get back to georgia i was with royal cup coffee which is a good company um we we just decided on gainesville area because it was close to the mountains it's close to lake lanier and uh didn't know anything about the people just knew that that's where we want to be. But the people ended up being a real great, great thing in the community. Turned out to be pretty pretty good, huh? Uh, one thing we know, I've lived here 31 years, and I can tell you there are plenty of people who have discovered Gainesville, Georgia since then. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> you look at our traffic, for example. I, I remember when I moved here in 1988, if you wanted to drive out Brownsbridge Road, you just drove out Brownsbridge Road. It was way out. <laughs> yes, yeah, way out. Yeah. And it was quick and easy. Right. Well, Lane, as we kind of wind this down, one I just want to, again, say thank you for, for not just the business you've done and the good things business does in our community, but that you just didn't hang it up and say, I'm just going to cruise, right? Right, right. Giving back and, and finding meaning and purpose in that. And I think that's just a key. Um, and a thing we see here with a lot of our business owners 
but just helping passing that knowledge experience alone, like we talked about. We're not, there's no book I can give somebody and say, here's how you're successful at business. Right. So, that's, that's true. So I just want to say I appreciate what you do in the community. Well, thank you. And thanks so much for joining us here on North Georgia Business Radio X. Yes, well, indeed. Thank you for having me. Appreciate yes, it, Bill Bo. We appreciate right. it. Thank you. Another good show, Bill. Absolutely. All right, everyone. We'll see you same time, same place next week right, right here on North Georgia Business Radio X. How did it, how did it